Well, it's been quite a year, hasn't it? Bit of a nightmare for most people, and the holidays are a great time to reflect, especially on those who helped us get through it. Now, Noble Gold has put together this incredible collection of American Eagle 22-karat gold coins so you can say a huge thank you. This could be a gift for you or for people you love. And nothing says you're extraordinary more like getting this four-coin set of rare-prized Augusta St. Gaudens Lady Liberty with her torch. All these impressive important coins are bullion-proof grade, authenticated by the U.S. Mint. They're changing the American Eagle design next year, so you can imagine what's going to happen to the value. They're just 20 sets around, so it's a first-come, first-served basis. Give Noble Gold a call at 877 877- Six four six five three four seven. That's eight seven seven six four six five three four seven. Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of the Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. I'm on the line with Paul Preston, and he is the president of the New California Movement. We've talked a lot about that. That's uh, the effort to move California into a fifty-first state. There are also a lot of concerning ancillary developments going on in California that have caught Paul's attention, my attention, and I have to say this is a developing story, so I don't think the listeners tonight are going to walk out of here saying, I know everything there is to know about this, but what you're going to find out tonight is the leadership in California is still preparing to sever from the United States. How they're going to do it, well, that can be open for debate. But we covered this, Paul and I did, back in the campaign of 2016. I have covered how the um, bad guys, the Calexit people, have put an embassy in Moscow. I've got the photos posted at thecommonsenseshow.com. So stuff is beginning to come together. Uh, Paul, my head's spinning. Um, <laughs> I'm really glad you could join us. But before we start in, I forgot to tell who's responsible for this show. Uh, show number one are, are the good people at Noble Gold. And uh, l- listen, what's coming uh, when you have the Federal Reserve giving away $100 million a day to unnamed banks? That's the bailout before the fact. How long is your money going to be there? So you need to transfer your stuff to gold as much as you can and get gold-backed instruments. And they'll convert for you. Give them a call, 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. Also, in this day and age of social credit, you need a reliable VPN, and Virtual Shield is the best there is. I've got it. I use it. I know it helps me. It'll help lower your threat matrix score when the bad guys ever get in charge. How do you go to Virtual Shield? Well, you go to hidewithdave.com. There is a 20% off special or a 30-day free trial. That's hidewithdave.com. That's who brings you this interview, and I have a feeling there's going to be fireworks in this interview. Paul, I'm sorry to have cut you off. Again, welcome to the show. Glad you could join us. Well, Dave, it's nice to be back with everybody <laughs> at uh, this critical time. <laughs> you know, someday we got to do a show where we talk about how much fun we had coaching basketball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and not have to get tied into such negative stuff. Oh, yeah. But right now, the Republic is hanging by a thread, in my humble estimation. Yeah, I I would say that, uh, you know, this is a welcome to my world. This is what we've seen for a number of years, that the Republic has been hanging by, you know, one or two threads for quite some time. And, of course, that's why we started the New California State Movement, because we want to make sure those threads are strong and the... the, uh, the ties that bind us together as a nation are, remain strong. And right now, uh, the, the nation is very much in, at, at risk of losing those bind, those ties that bind everybody. Yeah. Um, let's back up for a second. Let's go back to three and a half years ago. My, how time flies when you're having a Holocaust. But let's go back three and a half years. And let's talk about the CalExit movement as it was unfolding, which was the attempt of the liberals in California with foreign help to try to move California out of the United States under the control of the UN. What motivated that in the first place? Because I think understanding that could help us understand what we're dealing with today. Well, I think that there's long, uh, in some circles, 
in very, very limited circles, I might add it, with a very, very small minority of people, the notion that California could be its own nation. Because, you know, the, the, the fifth largest economy in the world, you know, and all this other stuff, and, of course, Silicon Valley and uh, vast natural resources that are still remain 90% untapped, you know, the, what could possibly go wrong here? And, of course, everybody <laughs> said, well, you know, let's, let's form our own nation. That, that kind of talk started. No one in California has taken that seriously, by the way. I mean, no level-headed American. But then again, you have some other zealots that have been out there, and uh, these zealots have basically, I think, just planted the seed several years ago to mm -hmm. uh, set it up so that there would be uh, at least the thought process moving on in people's heads that we should be our own nation. And they came up with all kinds of strange things. And, of course, being Jerry Brown would be the president. El, I used to call him El Presidente anyway because it was very, very obvious when he became the, the governor of California in 2011 after the 2010 election that he was behaving a lot like a, a president uh, uh, with his environmental outreach to China and other nations and other you know, con things that he got himself into. It was He was behaving more like El Presidente right. than anything else. And so it went kind of naturally hand-in-hand hand for some that the, the, the notion, the idea of uh, creating a, a new country out of California, not, you know, not a new state, but, you know, actually su seceding from the United States of America, much like in a civil, the Civil War, when Virginia, as an example, and all the other Confederate states seceded from, you know, the Union, essentially. And, of course, that would created the Civil War. Well, California, which really I don't think anybody in California, citizen, California citizens have really taken that notion seriously to secede. However, you did have some programs out there that were trying to do some some very, very strange things, I thought. You had the CalExit program that was, um, they actually opened up an embassy in, in, in Moscow, of all places. And when you bore down into the characters behind it, you found out that... Uh, they had very, very strong Islamic ties, which I thought was very interesting. And, of course, they were trying to promulgate this big fraud that they could actually, you know, form their own state. They got themselves on Tucker Carlson and a couple of Fox shows and things like that. But no one ever really took them serious. However, you know, we, what uh, our field, we're, we're looking at why did that even occur and of course, we we thought some more nefarious things were happening there, but we kept our eye on it. Now, the other part of that, of course, is the actual forming of a new state like New California. There was a Jefferson movement. There was uh, the three-state movement. The, the Jefferson movement and the three-state movement really were not serious attempts to create a state. I think they were foils more than anything else. I think the big surprise actor, of course, was New California because we are a serious can you know, serious effort to form a new state. In fact, people are starting to wake up and go, wow, this is really happening, because it is happening. We're in that process. But this um, lingering notion of California forming its own new state, from a, a, the standpoint, if you took a look at how China views California, what was going on with the Dianne Feinsteins and the Nancy Pelosi, you had a two-pronged attack happening uh, financially and culturally and socially, and that would be the 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 attack that the Pelosi I call them the Pelosi army, if you will, the cartels from uh, Central and South America and Mexico that were uh, doing a lot of the human smuggling and of mm -hmm. course the drugs across their borders and things like that. These are all Pelosi affiliates, if you will. Yeah, well, Paul, then, Paul, let me ask you a question before you go on, because maybe we should compare our sources here, because you're bringing up such an important point. I don't want to go over it too quickly. The cartel interests, the drug dealing and right. the human smuggling. Are, are you saying that this is of Chinese origin now, for to a large extent? No, I see. No, I see. What's happening here is a blending happening. That uh, you have a Chinese and a cartel blending that's happening, brought to you by yeah. Nancy Pelosi and also Diane Feinstein. Okay, I agree with that. Um, Marilyn Rupar and Alexandra Daly have done extensive research, especially coming out of Humboldt County and the Emerald Triangle up north, where the uh, Sinaloas are now predominating and the Chinese are controlling. Uh, and then we go down south. Here's why Kamala Harris's campaign's dead in the water. Her criminality as the Alameda County District Attorney, 
in in part lied in two areas the cover-ups that she did to help cartels and the Jesuit church avoid child sex trafficking charges and drug running for the cartels Mm -hmm. and the Chinese were linked and Harris also broke the law for refusal to release public records and so she violated open records laws this is coming out now and I think this is uh, why her campaign's dead in the water are you aware of that with Harris Yes, I am. I'm very, very much. I'm keenly aware of that. I don't want to insult you, Paul, but I'm just trying no, to no, connect no. some dots here. No, this is uh, this is information that uh, not a lot of people know about. I mean, you and I and some other people, just a few people, but it's it's becoming more public because people are asking the question, like, why is it so dead in her race? You know, a lot of these um, cartels uh, launder their money through the Indian casinos, and uh, Kamala Harris has long been a friend of the casinos, and that's been. Another thing that's been going on that um, you have these uh, Indian nations that are not not all of them, but you know you have some of these Indian nations that are deeply involved in money laundering, and she's basically run cover for a lot of those. So that's where this is Records Act business comes in. They don't want that that information to come out about Kamala Harris. Excellent point. Excellent point. Yeah, we're getting a. Isn't it interesting? how you're coming at this from a far different angle than I am yeah. and, and the two researchers I have, but we're landing on exactly the same square. Yeah, I, I find it kind of fascinating. But this is the way, as you know, and I'm, I have a deep science background, this is the kind of stuff that happens when when uh, you start to speculate. You know, you put your tinfoil hat on and you think a little bit. <laughs> you come up with a hypothesis, a theory you don't think about. Mm. So that's, the, and again, um, they deny us this. They don't want us to be thinking. They don't want us to be using our tinfoil hats. And when you start doing it, see, this is the thing. You start to reveal so much, and that's what's happened here in this case. Yeah. You know, when I would say anything about Kamala Harris that would be dis- uh, disparaging, YouTube, instant demonetization. Mm-hmm. The weakest trafficked articles I would have, my Google references, would go to zero. I mean, they really defended her in the beginning. But lately, it's like they don't care. I think her her campaign is a lost cause, and the left is recognizing it, in, especially in the social media. Well, you know the 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 thing about the Kamala Harris situation is there's there's just tons of public records on this, and it, you know it's not like we have to go too far. We have our own sources, and you know they I know they run around and they they blame you and I and all this, and we're just the messenger. We this information comes to us because it's really obvious information. They just did a terrible job of trying to, to get her out there, uh, given the facts. It, given the facts, you know, that are there's so much out in the public. So we're just reporting public information that's been out there, and gee, uh, people are finding out now even more more of uh, what we've been talking about. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Well, shall we bring in a little bit of a bombshell and expand from it? Uh, do you think maybe we should talk about the ham radio repeater controversy? Yeah, I, I think that's a, a worthwhile discussion. And you know, as you know, Dave, we, you know, you and I have talked about this, and, and I think that everybody in the quote alternative media, which by the way is pretty much turning out to be the main source of real fact-based information to the general public, um, this is this is an area of communications that has been um, been around for quite a while. And quite a big concern because you know you take away people's ability to communicate, especially in a large state like California, and you disrupt it. Then of course nefarious things can happen. Yeah, I I could not agree with you more. But basically, what we have found, um, Bob Griswold called me. We did an interview on this, and now Paul and I were able to discover um, some documentation on this that links right into the governor's office. Basically, an unelected bureaucrat has declared that all Californians must take down their mountain or hillside peak repeaters for their ham radio. And I'll just throw out the interpretation I've gotten from a number of people, including military, that if you were going to go to war with a group of people, say like a group of civilians or National Guard or local police, you would take out their cell phones and you would destroy their ability to communicate by ham radio. And although the ham radios will still work, I can go down road to you eight miles if we have line of sight, but I can't communicate long distance now, and this really prevents the populace from organizing against something that could be coming in California from a military standpoint. 
Um, I mean, that's my interpretation. Um, let's let's put our our theories on the table here. What, what do you think is going on? Well, you know, we have been uh, discussing the the, pro- the possibility and even the probability that there might be some sort of military style action uh, in California and and actually even in the Southwest, especially the area of the um, the property of the land from the Treaty of Guadalupe Hildago. We we long been speculating that for obvious reasons because there is a movement and has been a movement and an attempt to take that land and that area over, uh, promulgated uh, through Mexico, uh, called the Reconquista movement. It's a real movement, and I've been down in Mexico and I've researched it. I've been in classrooms. I've been all around, and, and quite it's a real movement. And and again, in Southern California, many places they've taken over government. Um, Jobs and you have a lot of illegal foreign nationals deliberately being set up in elected officials' positions in city council. So you're looking to thank someone special for helping you get through the year. Noble Gold has the perfect gift. It's a four-coin set of rare, solid 24-karat gold, Augusta St. Gaudens Lady Liberties. These impressive coins are bullion-grade proofs authenticated by the U.S. Mint. They're changing the current American Eagle design. They're not making any more. Only 20 left. Buy two sets, it'll cost you less than $10,000, and you'll be gifted a free Apollo 11 coin. Discover more by calling Noble Gold at 877-646-5347. Councils and so on. This has been a movement that's been happening for quite some time. Then there's, the, of course, the, um, the reshuffling of the populations, getting rid of, of American citizens and replacing them with legal foreign nationals. This has been a movement that's been happening for quite some time, and again, we've been very, very concerned that at some point in time, it may, in fact, become a type of military operation, and that's been something that you and I have been following for a long time. Um, I, got, I was first you know, really keyed into this back in 2000, oh, uh, 2008 and nine, when um, Chris Street and I were working with the American Land Forces Institute, which was helping the Texas Rangers um, pick up OTMs other than Mexicans mm-hmm. and, because they were worried about terrorists coming across the border. That was in 2008 and 2009. Holy crap, Paul. So this has been something that we've been following since then. And, of course, we've gotten all kinds of horror stories. Now, having a lot of experience working in the, you know, aligned with law enforcement and the gang movement and the gangs uh, in California in particular, also a national level, uh, it's it's very very obvious that you can make that leap that at some point in time you may want to if you're going to do something like conquer or take over California you might want to militarize the gangs because you have a standing army and we've been watching a lot of that grooming going on for a lot of these gang members for quite some time and we've also been following arms shipments I was first made aware actually of uh, various arms stores coming from China from the Chinese. Uh, back in the late 80s, and I've since um, had a number of confirmations over the years uh, by talking to various assets, military and, and intelligence assets, that there are stores of weapons all throughout the Southwest, particularly in California, Southern California in particular, Ontario region, Burbank region, and uh, as you move up into Kern County and so on, that these stores are there just basically waiting to be used, I guess. But this has been this has been a well thought out, coordinated plan, as, as I can tell, and based upon all the years of experience of broadcasting and interviewing. I mean, we've interviewed people ad nauseum, as you know, Dave, um, about these kind of things. This is not something that is just, you know, there's like lots of real records about this with real interviews with real people that are in the ground on the ground doing things. So this is a this is a prospect of things that could uh, go very very badly in terms of some sort of military operation, which would be bad for the citizens of California. Yeah, and um, I'm going to really go out on a limb here. I mean, some of what we're going to talk about, and say this openly, a little bit of speculation. I mean, what we've talked about so far, pretty well based in fact. But, you know, Paul, where my mind goes, what could set off just unbelievable chaos in California that would uh, be a preemptive move for the UN to come in under the Kigali principles to quote restore order and would be invited in by Cal Exit. And I think this movie, The Joker, has a lot of Aurora 2012 Batman yep. features all over it. But yep. and also you had revealed 
in 2016 on this show that uh, you had an insider source, Mike, I think his name was, right? And, and he was in meetings when they were talking about, well, if we can't get out of the union, we'll just start killing white people and force chaos. The, yeah, that um, the, the conversation that uh, when we first it actually the the meeting that that he was referring to that you're referring to happened in December of 2016 when Obama was still president, and apparently at the meeting, this is in Natomas, California. And uh, Daryl Steinberg was leading the meeting. He is the current um, sitting uh, mayor of Sacramento, California. And uh, basically, there are a lot of people that have a very, very clouded background, including known gang affiliates, uh, La Familia Nuestra, as an example, and Norteño Sereno's Bloods and Crips, and, and a whole wide range of others that were there. Um, but uh, an individual by the name of Mike, uh, accompanied by a, somebody who knows of me, uh, wandered in, and this is in January 2017, the first week of January, in fact, it was the first Monday of January of 2017, and I was in the middle of a, my speech, I was in a, I was given my speech, I normally, at the, at the tea parties and other groups, I will give them, uh, you know, information about the news of the day, and I was talking about the news of the day, and it was all about cartels and all about basically information we're talking about right now. So this is 2016, 2017, and in, in walks Mike with another individual that I know very well. Um, and um, they both sat down, and I thought it was kind of strange. Now, listen, there's 90 people, at least in this room. Now, what I'm about to tell you has been witnessed by the, that number of people. This is well documented. This is something that, you know, when I tell you the story, I'm going to try and tell it verbatim. Mm-hmm. Now, Mike was a Mexican who is naturalized citizen, a businessman. He was very influential. He still is very influential in, in California. And uh, he came because he was quite concerned and he wanted to express his opinion to people and let people know as a warning what he had learned in this meeting, this meeting in Natomas, which is sponsored by the Mexican consulate. In fact, I think it was at the Mexican consulate in Natomas, California. And what was expressed was that he said, you know, I was talking about possibility of people, in the, you know, shooting and killing people in America, in California at the time. And these are, these are some things that may be going on. And he finally uh, raised his hand and I called on him and he said, well, you know, I want, he said, I want everybody to know that what Mr. Preston is telling you is absolutely true, that I was at a meeting just a couple of weeks ago in which the, you had five Obama people there. You had all these gang members there. And uh, the question that was being asked over and over and over again, do you think that your your gang affiliates and other people would be able to uh, pick up arms and kill your fellow Americans and kill the white men, the white people in California? I mean, of course, the audience in there was predominantly white, I might add. We're all, and I was kind of, my jaw was on the ground. But this, this has been absolutely witnessed. Now, to follow up on that, the following week, weekend, I met with him, and I viewed the videotape, and I, viewed, I listened to him for about four hours. We talked, and uh, his videotape and everything backed up everything that we're talking about. So this is something that, that's a big concern. And, uh, you know, now, fast forward now to 2019, uh, we have these the circumstances that have developed here. So are we ripening in this process? Um, yeah, I don't know. we got a lot of things going on with the president, of course. And you've got Californians that are controlling everything, by the way. I mean, the left uh, is controlling everything from California, and that's the San Francisco Bay Area. You've got Nancy Pelosi and Dianne Feinstein. There's a... You know, those are the two, and Adam Schiff, of course, from Los Angeles, Burbank area. Um, these are the main players that are now controlling Donald Trump or trying to through, you know, impeachment and have been playing this whole thing out, working with, guess who, uh, deep state operators such as um, John Brennan, such as James Colmey, uh, such as Clapper. You know, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And, of course, McKay, all these people that brought you Russiagate, now they're bringing Ukrainegate. And they're all connected. They're all connected. California is an enormously rich resource area. And it's a place that the Chinese desperately want. And the Chinese have been so in, intimately involved in California by way of San Francisco, of course, and Diane Feinstein and Richard Blood. They're deeply invested here. 
they have been. They've been buying up California land and property. Uh, they definitely want the agricultural and want they want the agricultural area of California, the breadbasket of the world. California's Central Valley is really the breadbasket of the world. There's no doubt about it. I mean, and much of it is still unused. You could, uh, if you had enough water that was coming out of the southern portion of the Sierras where they stopped the water project, you could feed millions, more, billions of people um, on a yearly basis just out here with all the rich soil, with the, uh, especially the modern agricultural techniques that bring you so much. The Chinese want that. They, there's no doubt about that. They've been buying a property, except recently they've been selling it all off because they have an economic problem. Now, that brings a shade of desperation uh, by way of the Chinese government because they're so strapped for cash, as is the state of California, coincidentally, <laughs> which there's no coincidences, of course. So where is it all leading? Well, I, th I think um, it's, <laughs> it, you're going to lead into two directions. And I, this is no different than what we've been saying since 2015-16 when we started up the new California state movement. It's either going to be violent or it's not going to be violent. And we chose, of course, to form a new state, which would be nonviolent, which would uh, uh, perhaps stop any kind of uh, uh, conflagration in California. But um, that depends on what the Chinese do. It depends on what uh, leadership does. And I can tell you that Donald Trump, in my opinion, is ready to move if something uh, develops in California that re requires a reaction by him to uh, preserve the union. And I say the preserve the union meaning the United States of America. The union is all 50 states together, bound by the Constitution. And he's ready to do whatever he needs to do to preserve that. And California will not leave as a state. It will not leave as a state and to secede as its own nation. There's a couple of ways we could go here. I think I want to go back to history. You recall last year with the rampant Chicago gun violence huh. that yeah. the Cook County commissioners wanted to call in the, uh, the U.N., and bring the peacekeepers in under the Kigali principles. That would have been a foothold in this country. Right. Um, I went nuts. Many of us in the independent media went nuts. And I've been told through back channels that President Trump's people told the Cook County commissioners, if you don't desist, we're going to arrest you. And well, and that, that may be. And I, and I, um, I have to kind of beg off because of um, I, know, I know too much about what's going on in Cook County. Um, and there's 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 some uh, there's very much a lot of truth in what you're saying. From what <laughs> just, I, I was just going to say, am I full of crap or no? No, am I no, telling no, it no. like it is. Um, um, but I, I also I, was told that Trudeau was involved in this. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so, I mean, this wasn't just a Chicago Cook County thing. Trudeau was involved. They just didn't uh, out his pictures in blackface for no reason at all, you know. Interesting. Yeah, I wondered that myself. Okay, so that's one confirmation. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have an historical precedent where a, an extreme leftist liberal government, the Cook County Commissioners, absolutely tried to bring in the United Nations, and the Trump administration stopped them. And Paul is saying, I can't comment, but it happened in unspecified ways by confirming right. what I'm saying. Is that fair to sum it up that yeah, way? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we have precedent for my concern. The second thing that um, I'm concerned about is when you look at who the players were or are in CalExit. Spokesperson Eric Holder, Obama administration. Right. I've heard Loretta Lynch does or has done legal work. Um, our people connected to her have uh, for CalExit. So, and also at the CalExit meetings. I understand before Obama left office, he had members of his administration at some of these meetings. Do you know about this? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. With the CalExit folks, yes, they were meeting together. Bank of China. Yes. Mexican consulate. Absolutely. Cartel leaders. Yep. Okay. Um, you have shared some of this with me, but I have independent confirmation from my researchers that's who was in these meetings. 
Um, and then, of course, let's talk about Chapman University. Uh, and we're yeah. going to tie in Red Dawn here and Nancy Pelosi in Guatemala in just a minute. But tell the audience about uh, Chapman University. Well, Chapman University, which I, you know, I'm, it's my alma mater. I, you know, I, I did graduate work there. My family has huge history in going there. So I grew up in the town of Orange, California, where that is. In fact, uh, Orange, uh, Chapman University, the, the campus itself, is the old original Orange High School. And uh, it's a beautiful facility. I, I, no reason why they should have transferred over in the 1950s. But anyway, Chapman University, along a conservative bastion of conservatism as a university, private college, has really swung um, very far to the left very quickly. And uh, you have a, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but the president of Chapman University is an Italian mathematician, and he um, it just out of the blue uh, comes in and takes over for uh, Jim Doty. Jim Doty was the uh, longtime conservative president of, of Chapman University, and he brings in a lot of Marxist friends. Uh, Peter McLaren, as an example. Peter McLaren is a known Marxist. He was at UCLA for a long time. Peter McLaren is from Argentina, and he's a close personal friend to the Pope, mm -hmm. the Jesuit Pope, Pope yeah. Francis. And the Jesuit Pope, Pope Francis, of course, uh, no surprise, he's a communist. Look, Guys, listen, <laughs> he is a communist. He's a known communist, has been a known communist, don't shoot me the messenger. <laughs> I mean, this is very, very commonly known in Central and South America. He's also very good friends with a guy by the name of Bill Ayers. Wow. Yeah. Bill Ayers. Let me digress for just a moment to, so people can grasp this. When uh, Obama was nothing, nobody, didn't have a political career, nada, nothing, um, it was Bill Ayers and Bernadine Dorn connected, the convicted criminals, felons, connected to the Weatherman Underground, exposed by the late Larry Grathwall, FBI informant, who I interviewed several times before his passing. And it was Bill Ayers that brought Obama into prominence and basically got him elected to the state Senate. His kickoff party was in Ayers' Hyde Park, Chicago home. And let me just share one thing he said to Larry Grathwall. And I've got this on video, and it's on the CommonSenseShow.com. Uh, Larry uh, asked Bill Ayers, and remember, Larry's undercover now for the FBI, pretending to be part of the Weatherman Underground. And these people weren't hippies. They were sons and daughters of Harvard, Yale, Eastern Establishment people that wanted communism. So he asked Bill Ayers, he said, Bill, when you win, what do you see happening? And he said, well, first of all, we're going to probably have to put 50 million Americans in re-education camps and do away with, meaning murder, over half of them. That's right. the man who launched Obama, and he kept visiting an Ob Obama during the Obama presidency. Right. Okay, so then you're going to take Bill Ayers and link him into California, right? Well, well sure, Bill Ayers is a California guy. And um, Bill Ayers, of course, uh, killed a San Francisco police officer, and a lot of people were looking for him. He ended up um, hiding out in Siskiyou County in Northern California, you know, where the uh, water issues are with uh, the four dams and all this uh, along the Klamath and mm -hmm. Jefferson Movement and all this other good stuff. Yeah, I'm not saying that, that, that those two are linked together. I'm just saying that's the kind of genesis area of all this. Sure. And um, the, the situation with Bill Ayers, though, of course, he's – uh, married to Bernadine Dorn, and they're both card-carrying communists. They wrote the uh, Prairie Fire, the book about how to take over the you know the United States through communism. But yeah, it, Bill Ayers is a malice, and Bill Ayers has Bill Ayers has long tapped in with his communist themes into indigenous people. So now you start talking about in in America, in the United States, then you're talking about Indian tribal people, and trying to inflame. Um, you know, the indigenous people. Now, indigenous the, the indigenous people's movement is a worldwide movement, and it's been sparked in part by guys like Peter McLaren. 
And, you know, um, I can't remember, I'm going to have to think about this. I can't remember the, the group down there in Peru, but it's the same Shining Path. Oh, uh, Shining uh, Path. So, so Mero Luminoso or something like that. Yeah, yeah Shining, Shining Path. Path. Yeah, yeah, the Shining Path. And uh, they they have gone worldwide, of course. So, I mean, you can talk about South Africa. You can talk about Venezuela. All these all these uh, activists uh, proclaiming that, of course, uh, indigenous people in particular, but you know, minorities and all other racial um, or you know ethnic and racial groups have um, you know been oppressed by the white people. And of course, that's why you've seen the objectification of white people. And why you've had what's the injection, the, the extrapolation to that is, of course, critical race theory, which is what Obama was involved with, with Derek Bell from Harvard, remember? Yep. And so, in fact, if you want to take a, a little glance at whatever happened to Andrew Breitbart, it was Andrew Breitbart who was outing, who was going to out on a March 1st press conference at noon. He was going to out. Derek Bell for critical race theory and Obama uh, before the election. This is in 2012. However, he, under very sus- suspicious circumstances, suddenly died at 11 8, or 12 18 a.m. on Monday, on that on the March 1st, just hours away from that uh, that press conference. He was going to actually and remember it was Andrew Breitbart who outed who Anthony Weiner. Mm-hmm. And Uma Abedin and all that other good stuff. So he was well on his way to, you know, confronting this whole thing about critical race theory, which gives us the white privilege, all this other stuff that's going on. And, of course, the objectification of the white people, which was uh, very, very important to uh, attack the Constitution of the United States and proclaim that anybody that was associated with the Constitution, because they were a white person, they were um, inherently... Uh, racist. So this is where this whole thing has been been coming from, and then it can kind of traject where it's going to be going and where it's gone now. Do you know what happened to Andrew Breitbart's uh, doctor who did the autopsy on him? Well, they killed him. Exactly. Yeah, well, as soon as they got the, uh, the, the... The big mistake is that his doctor didn't get the memo not to take a, um, a blood sample and have it tested. <laughs> and he died. They killed him. There's no, and he, there's memos. I mean, there, there's not just memos, but there's texts and, and communications from him that he was being followed. I mean, the whole nine yard. He was, he was definitely murdered. There's no question about it. Should have been packing and should have had security. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And, but you know, um, he didn't know. He's, you know, he, he's done how many autopsies and, and done, you know, specimens that, and probably he may have not uh, even noticed. You know what was going on there. It's just the fact that he actually did do the specimen samples, and it came back, and they just they took them out. Wow. That's the irony of all that. Yeah, well, Breitbart is a publishing entity is is good. They're formidable, but they've right. never they've never been the same. No, they, uh, you know Steve Bannon really got him slamming up there, but then you know the the new guy in charge. I don't have to mention his name has uh, really been. Struggling, they've been struggling since then, which is too bad. They have some really, really, really good writers over there. They do, but they're not willing to step out on that ledge and make proclamations like they used to. And no, and it's it's a problem. But you know what? We're also seeing that in Fox. I did a podcast oh, today. You, you got Judge uh, Janine, who's gone for Donna Brazil. Are you kidding me? Well, I, they're, yeah, they're just I just, well, then you got. Uh, Shepard Smith uh, and Chris Wallace both <clears throat> quotes linked back to Epstein is what I'm told. And well, yeah, there, there's no doubt about the, uh, the, you know, well, I mean, the, the paperwork and information I've seen for a long time about Chris Wallace, he's related to the Epstein thing. Exactly. Well, um, so Shepard Smith, but Shepard Smith's going after Tucker. See, I think Tucker and Hannity are next. And when you put Paul Ryan on your board of directors, a never Trumper. That kind of right. tells you what's coming, don't you think? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, so. absolutely. You know, and, and of course, Rush, Rush, even Rush Limbaugh was. But you know, I've been really critical. I, I go back to the 2016 uh, CPAC when I was down there, and I listened to all these um, these these Fox um, contributors. You know, uh, we're talking about Katie Pavlich. 
you know, Guy Benson and a few of those others. These, those people were, were, and of course, then there's Glenn Beck and even, even a Mark Levin. Now, Mark Levin, of course, has seen the light, brother. Thank you very much. But Glenn Beck and his affiliate, all these people that were along the radio row and everything, they were just so viciously against Donald Trump. And of course, I figured it out, you know, that the, a lot of these guys are on the, you know, they're on the dole. There's no question about it. Or they're but on the, the hit never list. Trumpers, or they're on the hit list. Uh, uh, that's exactly right. Or they're on the hit list. Either you're going to do it our way or else. And uh, it was very, very clear and evident that it, the schism at Fox News was over the top, obvious at that night, at that night or well, those days that I was there. Paul, when they brought in Glenn Beck from CNN, it was the best television I ever saw. After the election of Obama... It was a nightly class, a graduate class on corruption in America and how right. communist his administration was. I remember he'd come out with the flip charts and very simplistically show you, oh, here's Bill Ayers, and this is what Bill Ayers is linked to, and this is how they brought Obama into right. power, and we don't know who the hell Obama is, and Obama, if you disagree with me, there's the red phone, call me. I mean, it was the best TV I ever saw, and then he's out at Fox, and then all of a sudden... He, he, all you got with, from Glenn Beck was lily pad reporting. Right. Well, you know, the thing is, Dave, a lot of the stuff that we're talking about tonight, a lot of it's just repetitive from years ago. <laughs> uh, and, you know, this, this whole thing about Bill Ayers, we were, were, we were reporting this in 2010 and 11. See, but it's having more significance today because there's more actionable stuff happening. I know. I know. And people are starting to clue in. Well, Paul, let me ask you a question, and then I'll tell you my answer. Do you remember uh, the first time that you thought Hillary Clinton was going to come back and be the candidate? Did you, this, when did you make that public proclamation? This this time around? Yes. Oh, uh, God, I don't know. I think it was probably the day after she announced, in, all dressed up in a little purple outfit, that she was done, goodbye, and all that good stuff. I think it, it was back then she was going to come back. It's pretty obvious. Yeah, well... In February of 2017, I said exactly that. And I I went back and counted up until this week. And I'm not counting this week because I've written too many articles on it. But I said 24 times leading up to this week, she's going to be the candidate. And I used to go through and I dissect them. Here's yeah. how Harris can't be. Here's what's wrong with Warren. Well, Here's Biden. And I say, who the hell do they have? Well, the, 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 the clue, even at this point... The clue was when they ran twenty some people. Of course, they weren't going to have any of those. And, and then who was the who were the people? There were, you know, this is the whole setup. When you see this, you know, they have a cavalcade of people out there and talking heads and Beto O'Rourke. Now, Beto O'Rourke, of course, is very very extreme communist. There's oh, no question about that. And and mentally ill. There's yes, there's that. Well, and again, there's that element. But my but the bigger point for Hillary is, is that uh, this just gives her a chance, an opportunity to waltz right in. And now you have Biden in trouble, and now you have Bernie in trouble uh, health wise, and Elizabeth Warren. Now, you may see a, a, a double whammy where you get um, Hillary Clinton and Elizabeth Warren on yeah, the same ticket. I'm thinking the same thing. I exa and I think it would be Harris if she wasn't so criminal. No, 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 listen, uh, Kamala is done. She's yeah, done. She's, I, I totally agree with she's that. She's just off, off. She's off. And and again, I was getting hammered this afternoon uh, by my sources about Kamala again. I'm kind of like, I said at one point to one of them, I said, I get the drift. <laughs> about and, and this is, but this has been going on for weeks and months now, you know. So, yeah, I don't think there's any saving her, even Willie Brown, her her um, lover is not going to be able to help her out of this. I think the people in San the, the power units in uh, San Francisco say no, no more to her now. Or she's not. Well, I mean, she exposes Rose Pack. Um, oh, so yeah. We found that link with her, and, and that links back to the Communist Chinese Party in Beijing. So I won't go down that road, but I'm just saying. That's she a was, huge road, by the way. That's a road we go down all the time in New California. Well, she's go a ahead. traitor. She's a oh, she's absolutely traitor. Well, let me ask you the big question here, okay? Knowing what we know with the ham radio stuff and all the other things we've talked about, and the nefarious groups involved, and the UN and the embassy in Moscow for CalExit, does the civil war start in California? 
You know, um, that's a that's a that's a big question. If there's going to be one, it would probably be here, and um, for a lot of different reasons, and it would not be caused by good Californians who love California, and the United States of America. Of course, it's going to be caused by outside influences that are going to. And again, we have a, a quite a little road ahead of us um, in terms of the financial collapse of California. Now, our situation with new California is that we're sort of banking on the fact that California financially as the government is concerned is going to go bankrupt. It's already started. We understand that it's a matter of the timing, how long that's going to take. And, uh, if we can prevent or along the road, prevent violence, that's going to be our number one concern. That's why we started the new California state movement. We we knew what was going to happen. If you did not have a movement like this where people can, you know, express themselves and become a part of something and build something as opposed to destroy something, then you would openly have, I think we'd already be there at that point now. I think New California has really done a fantastic job and, you know, being a an agent of change and offering for people to climb into so that we can form a new state and, and really correct the problems that you find right now in California. I think we've done a fantastic job that way. But, you know, uh, Dave, the risk is very real. Um, you have some people, especially in China, who want answers. Uh, China it is becoming more and more desperate every day economically. You know, they're, say, they're saying there's at least a thousand riots in China every single day over uh, working conditions in the economy and people being laid off and not having any money and so on. Because remember, they took people from all around the rural areas of China to bring them into the city center, stack and pack, basically, like United Nations Agenda 21. And as a result, these people are not get, they don't their jobs aren't there anymore. Uh, they're being laid off, and that's creating quite a few problems. And um, you know, the intelligence that we get is about a thousand riots riots per day. That's going to absolutely explode and, and uh, cause a lot of internal problems for China. If they decide to go to war, then it's uh, you know they're going to go to war for the reasons that people go to war under these circumstances. It's all economic, and they're they're trying to uh, right themselves uh, through warfare and conquering, so they have assets that they can seize to stabilize their own government. And China feels like they've got a you know they've got a, a mandate to do that. There's no question. They, they think that they can conquer the world, and they're trying to do it right now. I mean, one of the things, you know, people miss this whole thing. I talked about this on my radio show today. But, you know, yesterday when Donald Trump was pontificating and going crazy about what um, John Edwards, Robert, uh, John Edwards, the, um, the, the uh, reporter from Fox News was talking about with him, you know, and he was talking about the, um, you know, the, the, the situation with the, the impeachment and all that other good stuff. The, here's the Finnish president sitting right there. You know, the re, there was a reason why the Finnish president was there. Do you know I what that, that reason was? What was the reason? The reason was is because he was there to talk about how they can stop China. How he, Donald Trump and the Finnish president working together can stop China from taking over the Arctic. That's that, why he was yeah. there. And so you're distracted now by the whole Adam Schiff thing. You know, did Adam Schiff actually write the document? And, of course, everybody it's lost on everybody that China has ambitions worldwide. And they're, they're in the Arctic now. And that's a concern to the Finnish. And the Finnish presidents are going, how can you, Mr. President, put military influence in the Arctic to stop these guys? Twi you see, it's a problem for the Twi Russians, wanted to too. take Greenland, wasn't it? Well, that's why you wanted to buy Greenland. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. This wow. is this is big, big time playing on the on the worldwide stage. That's playing out right now. And ladies and gentlemen, in the United States and California, you're in it. You're in it. You're you're people within it right now. Well, Trump said we're at war. Oh yeah. No question. Well, I, we're at a, we're at a juncture here. We're kind of like here we are, folks. This is a, a train in motion, but it hasn't got to the station yet, but we're acquiring information like guests all the way through the train tracks. And Paul, this has just been an unbelievable compilation of facts. My head is spinning. 
and and I know I'm going to probably get a couple of emails. People say I got to listen to this interview twice because there's so much in it, but it's true. Bottom line is, civil war is already here. When will the shooting start? I think when the people in California government decide to bring in the UN. That's my prediction. I could be wrong. Paul, very quickly, tell people how they can follow your really, really good work. Well, you know, we do a daily show on Red State Talk Radio, the Talk Monster, um, that emanates from Washington, D.C., and our, our show is at from 9 to noon Eastern Time and 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Pacific Time. So Red State Talk Radio, you can get the Red State Talk Radio app and listen to us there. And uh, that's uh, that's one of the best ways to hear about what we're doing. Also, Fantastic. visit the website, a21r.com. And, of course, the New California State website, we have all the information that we can garner up there um, about what's happening in New California and why we're, we are going to be the 51st state. And it can't happen fast enough. <laughs> uh, it's going to happen probably a lot faster than we realize, given the circumstances of what's happening in the world today. I know this is a question that I shouldn't ask, and I'm not going to. I'm just going to put this out as I hope for you statement. I hope the good people that are putting together New California, as well as their local law enforcement, I hope that these people are taking good defensive measures and know that someday they're going to have to probably fight to guard their yard. Um, I think that day's coming. And also my advice to ham operators don't take down your repeaters. To hell with don't, that fine. Don't, don't pay do the damn that. fine because it's illegal what they did. They just did a confiscation without due process of law. Right. And, you know, the the, the uh, comparable is the fact that they're trying to indict, or they're not indicting, but they're trying to impeach President Trump without a vote. Yeah, I hear you. I That's mean, illegal <laughs> as hell, too. I agree. But we could go on for hours you know, on mean, these avenues. Right, but, my right. friend, we are out of time. You've been very gracious with your time. Thank you so much for coming on the Common Sense Show. And uh, I have a feeling we're going to be talking sooner rather than later. Oh, yeah. Thanks a lot, Dave. Take care, Paul. Well, it's been quite a year, hasn't it? Bit of a nightmare for most people, and the holidays are a great time to reflect, especially on those who helped us get through it. Now, Nova Gold has put together this incredible collection of American Eagle 22-karat gold coins so you can say a huge thank you. This could be a gift for you or for people you love. And nothing says you're extraordinary. More like getting this four-coin set of rare-prized Augusta St. Gaudens Lady Liberty with her torch. All these impressive important coins are bullion-proof grade, authenticated by the U.S. Mint. They're changing the American Eagle design next year, so you can imagine what's going to happen to the value. They're just 20 sets around, so it's a first-come, first-served basis. Give Noble Gold a call at 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. Four seven.